Hi, my name is Zara. And my name is Maisha. And you're listening to That's What They Said. Where we break down the them versus us narrative. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at That's What They Said Podcast and on Twitter at What They Said See It. We'd love to hear from you. In today's episode, um, we're exploring, or I guess we're discussing, um, sort of like how, based on our own experiences, uh, as well as, you know, our friends, and basically our generations and modern relationships versus what our parents' generation's relationships was, you know, like 20, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we're not going to say that, you know, what we're saying here today is our facts. These are very much based on our experiences, our friends' experiences, people we know, um, even people from our generation, like in mid twenties, early twenties, late twenties, whatever, they, they can have different experiences, but uh, yeah. So I guess this is like a disclaimer that these are not really facts, but mm-hmm. subjective, but yeah, today we just want to take, um, you know, take the time to sort of discuss relationships in general. And, you know, I think it, it has truly evolved a lot in the last 20 to 30 years. It's, it's undergone a lot of change, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I look at all the relationships of like say older family members or my parents. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow. It's, it's, it's interesting how things change, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I guess before we dive into talking about relationships, I myself have been in about four relationships, I would say. It's hard to define some things as relationships, but I've been in four relationships. Yeah. Why don't you tell everyone how many you've been in my show? <laughs> uh, myself, like, yeah, two, about two. Mm-hmm. Um, long-term, serious, yes. So yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's even funny how hard how it's hard for us to define if everything is a relationship that we've been in like that's how modern relationships are these days yeah because they're not like, necessarily boyfriend girlfriend but there's so much more yeah and, and there's so many things right like there's seeing each other or dating or flirting just flirting Flirt, yeah. or hookup and then serious and not or committed. like friends with benefits or whatever right exactly. so, so so they're just it's a lot to it's a lot yeah Mm-hmm. A lot that was not probably there during our parents' generation. Yeah, that's so true. But yeah, I think like the reason we're asking each other how many relationships we've been is because one of the main things that Maisha and I, I guess, where we were discussing was like how both of us are in different phases of yeah, our of being in relationships our, right now. To tell our listeners, I mean, Zara is currently in a long-term relationship and I'm single. So mm-hmm. I guess that's where we have we have two different perspectives or two different views and yeah. so that way I think so yeah we kind of like wanted to talk about that today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I am in a I've been in a relationship for the past oh my god I'm gonna get this wrong but I think five years. No, has it six years? I don't even know. Nah, it's been more than six. Do the math. No, yeah, it's been six years. Yeah, I'm really bad with math clearly, but <laughs> yeah, I've been in a six-year relationship, so I think um definitely out of the game that people are in these days like on apps and all these new methods of meeting people I definitely don't know like I haven't I've never been on a dating app before so I have no idea how you meet people these days right right yeah when people are always asking me these days like why don't you set me up with someone like I literally don't know how people date these days (laughs) I'm a grandma (laughs) it's it's changed definitely I think yeah I'm single um I mean yes I've, I've met people on apps will I say I'm so I think with the, with the concept of dating app, the way I see it, right? Because back like 10 years ago, people would message each other on Facebook with strangers, right? Really? I don't think I've... Yeah, I've, 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 I've known some people. Or if you're just, you're just you, you know each other barely. You're each other mm-hmm. on each other's Facebook friends list and you send that message, right? So it, that concept is not involved. Okay, yeah. It has an exclusive platform on its own, I think, where mm-hmm. there's like dating apps, right? And um, I think it, it really depends. Like, you know, like I've seen uh, some people, you know, meet on dating apps and they've even got married. And, um, too, yeah. and so, so I think it, uh, sorry? I, I know some people who've also met on dating apps and gotten married. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, so I think when I'm on the dating app, I think, like, personally, it's, it's hard to understand. I'm still trying to figure out what I want. <laughs> yeah. So I think, uh, because the people who have actually met their long-term partners or current mar- mar- married partner, um, I know that they were, like, very committed to uh, to mm. the app and to going to date with them. But, and it is, it does require a lot of effort. Uh, I'm, I don't know where I'm at. Uh, so I'm still f- figuring it out. It's a lot of effort. <laughs> yeah, um, I bet. <laughs> but I guess any relationship is a lot of effort. Like you have yeah. the wooing process. Yeah. But yeah. now it's and like you have so many people to message. So yeah. Points. And, and, and I feel like, you know, that's, that's the thing. It's like 
there's so many so many more like um definitions or so many more things right it's like oh like dating and seeing or this i'm personally because when my prior relationships they were through people who were my friends were really good friends and um so when i got back in or got into this single life mm-hmm. i realized i was not aware about a lot of things um for <laughs> the learning process because i just realized oh like there's something called dating and there's something called seeing each other yeah um, like there's a difference yeah exactly so i sort of had to understand what i guess the lingo or the or, the, or just the new ways of dating yeah new ways of being with someone is exactly but Mm -hmm. i think i think i think either way uh, so dating now is very different than even what it was i think 20 years ago or our parents generation so 30 years ago say and um but i think at the end of the day it 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 does i think one thing that's common i don't know in our parents generation how common dating was but um is that you know i i think that having prior experience or like having past relationships is, is mm-hmm. important uh, because it, it teaches you. And I think Zara and I, we've spoken about this in length that, uh, you know, it kind of like teaches you about what you do yeah. want and what you don't want. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, yeah, we always talk about this and like, I think we've even told our friends who are in um, say the first relationship happily in the first relationship. Like we tell them like, Oh, I think it's really important to have had a previous relationship before yeah. you get into another serious one. I mean, it definitely is not like a gospel truth or anything like that, but it's something that we personally feel like we've learned so much from our so previous what, relationships. What, what would you say you, I guess, not that you have to go to specifics, but like overall, like mm-hmm. how do you think your prior experience has actually like sort of helped? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that my previous experiences have helped me with is knowing what I don't want in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like the, the three relationships I've been into. I'll, actually, you know what? The two previous relationships that were more serious from them, I, I've realized what I love about a person and what I absolutely cannot tolerate or what I absolutely just, it just irritates me. I'm just not happy with it. Like certain qualities that is just not me or certain qualities that make me feel like I'm not being myself and hence lead me to a path where I'm kind of like not happy in my day-to-day life. Yeah. So like one of the people that I, this is an example, one person that I was with is kind of like a homebody. And yeah. I think in a relationship, you tend to become a sponge, right? Like you you'd yeah. feed off of your partner a lot so I would see myself being just kind of at home all day just watching mm-hmm. movies together all day which I know a lot of people love doing but I think after a few months of that I realized that I wasn't feeling good about myself because I was just like choosing to be stuck in my room all day with this person yeah, where, where, where yeah. You, where that's not who I am inherently yeah you're yeah. an outgoing person and mm-hmm. you're an extrovert for sure so yeah yeah I can yeah. see that Mm-hmm. And then there's obviously some other qualities that are more intense, but this is just a light example of things that you yeah, realize yeah. that you don't want in a partner, the way you spend time together, the way you right. behave with each other, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Yeah. I think for me, it's, it's like, um, because I think my, my prior experiences has basically shown me a mix of both what I do and don't want. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, um, you know, for certain things, and yeah, I'm not going to get down to specifics, but I think it, it it's important because I think um, if you only have one relationship, and this is just my personal opinion, and, you know, for certain people, one relationship does lead to a long-term marriage and everything, and that's great. Yeah. But I think um, for me, it's like the way I see it is for me, it's like, okay, because I've had, an, you know, prior experience, um, it sort of helps me identify or like, small small things like i don't know like um uh, communication skills right like whether because uh, i am i am a communication communicative person mm-hmm. um i'd like to talk things through i'm not, I'm not going to tell you to talk everything through of course there's certain things like just get it yeah but, um, otherwise i'm a communicative person i can do this like uh like you know like uh we're passive aggressive behavior yeah yeah yeah. passive aggressive i think that's really good because i I, i'm a straight shooter i don't beat around the bush so if you have something to say say to me this bullshit of like all this like silent i'm like get (laughs) it or like yeah i've actually had that problem where sometimes i'm like i want my partner to figure out why i'm angry right (laughs) like but i don't want to tell them why i'm angry like you should know me by now so like i see what you said you'd rather just like talk about it and not have to be like beat around the bush or yeah, well, well the person to figure out why you're upset. Blah, blah, blah. If it's something very obvious, yeah, yes, then I would expect him to understand. But mm-hmm. if it's something not obvious, okay, fine, let's talk through, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but anyway, I think my prior experience has shown me what I do and don't want, mm-hmm. and uh, it's um, it's important 
for me to have had that now it makes me feel better about what I do want in a person right mm-hmm. and now because I'm single right now and it's I'm, I'm enjoying being single mm-hmm. in my own ways uh, but, <laughs> yes, you are. Um, but I think it, it, the way I see it is I because I think there's a difference between knowing what you want in your life for yourself mm-hmm. and knowing what you want in your life with a person and the latter comes when you've had the prior experience of being with the person yeah right and mm-hmm. because having had that I can imagine what I do and don't want so and how I can imagine a person being in my life and how because I think it, it, it's hard to figure that out you can't read about that in a book or yeah. see it in a movie right because it's so subjective you can only do trial and error and I'm not saying a person needs to date hundreds of people yeah. um, but you, it just works yeah, even out just people. one other relationship yeah but obviously yeah. that's like as you said that's not true for everybody like some people have their high school sweethearts that they get married to and then they're yeah. happily ever after but yeah like I I think I was one of those people that always thought that I would end up with my high school boyfriend like hey. I <laughs> yeah I definitely was like we named the children and everything like we were yeah. all in and at that time it felt like nothing could go wrong but obviously you're and the reason why I think you need to have previous relationships is because you change so much as a person, right? Oh. Throughout your lifetime. Yeah. If you have experienced a different part of yourself with someone else, you kind of see that growth and then you realize like, this is how I was before and this is why this person worked for me and then it yeah. didn't. So you can kind of even evaluate your own growth through the different right. people I, you've dated. I think that's a really good point. Like your personal growth, because yeah. you, can, you can't get that from any other course experience or mm-hmm. any other relationship actually you can get it only through this romantic relationship right and, yeah and um no I, I i agree with that that's really, that's really yeah and yeah. i don't know about like other parents of other cultures but at least for south asian parents like since we're comparing to our parents essentially like i don't think our parents have really dated anybody else other than their mm-hmm. husbands and wives like maybe they've had some flings here and there but like they haven't, haven't had like serious relationships with people because like in in south asian culture kind of you kind of marry i mean there's usually arranged marriage back in our parents time or there's like your high school or your boyfriend or girlfriend the one person that you're meant to be with and marry no matter what yeah right like i mean we're going to talk about a bit more in details in a a bit later down the episode but arranged marriage has even changed between our parents generation versus our generation right oh yeah for sure and we'll come to that because i think people non-brown people have a different idea for each parents and how to look at it and anyway so no, it, for sure, it, does yeah. in, it does fit in with our millennial um generation or even gen z i'd see i'd say but anyway um coming back to dating uh now in our generation mm. i think other are there also like because you know how we're talking about like there's dating and then there's relationships seeing each other all of that like friends with them so many things right mm-hmm. um and i think further to, to add to that now it's like uh, a lot of people are more, I think, um, more experimental, mm-hmm. more uh, willing to, I guess, uh, look, try different things. Like, you know, there's polygamy. Uh, yeah. Some people are non-monogamous, so they don't want one partner. They would want That's, multiple yeah. partners. Polyamory, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, then there's, you know, some people just, just want hookups. Yeah. And then there's some people who are, like, in open relationships. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's like you're not, you're not really... I think the word is maybe people are more open-minded. I don't know if that's the right word, but people are they're more, yeah, like you were saying, they're more open to experimenting and yeah. more open to maybe like letting their desires take over as opposed to what society tells them is correct. Yeah. I mean, without, I, without, cause there's a little less stigma around so many things now than there was before. Yeah. That's, that's really true. That's very much true. Yeah. But of course I think that stigma, there's a little less stigma in North America in some yeah. days, oh, yeah. monogamy versus monogamy basically yeah exactly yeah i can't i don't think i know a single person who is in a polyamorous relationship in bangladesh yeah i just uh, don't know the right people but like <laughs> yeah um yeah but yeah so i think so in our generation there's a lot more i think and i think because i think in our generation there's a lot more individuality individuality is valued more mm-hmm. so what you want is valued and respected more um yeah. and uh, even within our even with a lot of our uh, um how do I say it? A lot of our parents' generation is trying to, trying to come to terms with that or trying to understand that, that in our generation is more in, individualistic. I guess I don't know if not, that's the word, but yeah, to, to understand that every person is very different. So yeah. yes, I think overall in dating, there's been a lot of like, I guess, uh, uh, change between yeah. the two <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I, I think eventually what dating, and one as, another aspect of dating is um, compromises. Yeah. 
yeah. or I guess just one aspect of relationships in general yeah. is compromises. Yeah, yeah, we were actually, um, we, we follow this Bangladeshi influencer who she was talking about an experience of hers where she saw an old couple that was like really in love and they were telling each other how, uh, I think the, guy, the, the male in the relationship was telling his female partner like, oh, I'm so, like, you're still so beautiful till this day walking down the stairs. And then she was curious. So she went up to the couple and she asked them like, so what's the secret to your long lasting love? And they said compromise. And she yeah. was like, uh-uh, no, I can't deal with that. So I'm not doing any compromise. She didn't, she didn't say it to them, but she was telling, she was saying the story. On her story. Her, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be rude. Story. Imagine if she did that. Nope, yeah. you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, she but was yeah. to her, I guess, audience on the Instagram story that she was saying no compromise. Yeah, so I think that's that's a kind of like a common thing now that people don't want to, or that's a common misconception maybe, I don't know. But more older generations think that young people, they don't want to compromise in relationships, which I think is partly true, probably. I, I think so. So, you know, here's the thing. Um, I remember, uh, I think some friend of mine, um, I think her mom, this was way back when I was like um, a teen, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, 13, 14, whatever I said, I think my friend, she, she, was, she, she, gets, she gets mad very easily. Mm-hmm. So her mom was basically telling my mom, and I was there because I was at her place, and her mom was telling my mom that, oh, girls don't, or nowadays, right, they've got so much temper. And then she, she was saying that, oh, imagine if we had this much temper, we would not, <laughs> like, sustain the marriage. Yeah. That made me think that I think, um, yes, that's how we differ than our uh, parents' generation, or women in our generation differ than our parents' generation. Yeah. Um, that we, because we're more, I don't want to say independent, because I think a lot of women in our parents' generation yeah. are independent too, but yeah. I think because we're so, because the society around us has changed and the narrative has changed to give women more power. Mm-hmm. So society makes women feel more empowered yeah. that your emotions take, in, take a big priority, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, that made me realize that actually that's true because now I think a lot of people in my parents' generation, I know that they were able to sustain marriages even through, like it went past compromise. Compromise is something that I think happens in every relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just before we get back to the point of compromise, but I think um, in our parents' generation, it's like to make a marriage or relationship sustain. And I think I'll we'll say marriage because I think most people got married at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, you you get you know like oh you have to temper yourself down to for your partner. Like a lot of that happened. Whereas in our generation, I think we just feel more. I think and I, we're we're here giving a woman's perspective really. So I feel like women in our generation feel more like my voice matters. Yeah, for sure. There, like what what are your thoughts on compromise in, in a relationship like I guess yeah how do you see it yeah I honestly think that I definitely was at one point in my life like you know I'm never gonna compromise for a guy but I I don't think like it's necessarily a bad thing I mean yeah like there's I think there's a difference between compromise and sacrifice like if you're sacrificing something and you're not getting anything in return that's a different thing but like some compromises I would say is acceptable because you're not necessarily the, there's like like I think you and I were discussing like there's no loser or winner like you're you're compromising something or agreeing on something for the betterment of your relationship mm-hmm. like if you look at the definition of compromise it literally is so it's like an agreement or a settlement of a dispute and the reason I looked up the definition is because I'm like why is there so much negativity around compromise because I think we compromise in everything that we do right like in all of our relationships whether it's with our parents whether it's with our closest friends it was whether we're working on a group project and you have to compromise a little bit on our ideas or whether we're working on a project at work and you have to meet the client halfway. There's always some sort of compromise in life. So I don't think necessarily think it's a bad thing, but when you're, when one person's side is not being considered at all, when one person is not being consulted at all, or when from one person is being completely all, disregarded. At all being the keyword here, right? Exactly. At all. And like, if someone's just, if someone's being someone's decision, someone's choices are being completely disregarded, like that's that's not right for sure like there's certain things that I would not compromise on but there's certain things that I don't mind meeting someone halfway or I don't mind making a big decision that would uh maybe have me lose something at the time but help us gain a lot in the future right right and yeah I think yeah compromise just has like a negative connotation to it right because it's whole compromise and I get that um but here's the thing right um I don't think, and especially as a woman in saying this, that just because I'm compromising doesn't mean I'm uh, giving up on my independence, my individuality, my autonomy mm. anyway. 
Um, because the way I it is your choice. Yeah. Because the way I look at it is this, if I'm in a relationship, it's as much mine as it is the other person's. Mm -hmm. So when I say it's mine, it's, so it's, it's, it's a selfish interest you have in making it work. If you want to work, if you don't want to make it work, then it's a whole different <laughs> How is your purpose served, right? Mm -hmm. if, it, if, you think, if, if you think it's served by your voice being equally heard, then, yeah. you know, of course, some people don't want to be heard. They're okay yeah. going with the flow, going with wherever the partner goes and whatever, and that, that's okay. But I think, yeah, the way I look at the compromise is I'm at the end of the day uh, doing that to for my benefit for my benefit at the end of the day because it's my partner my relationship that my word is important to remember i think mm -hmm. because yes some people i think compromise and it's like because i think yes every time you compromise you are giving up something yeah but some people compromise to the point that you're giving up so much of yourself that you can't recognize yourself yeah in this relationship anymore right and i think that's a problem because you shouldn't, you should mm -hmm. never change or give up so much of yourself that you yeah. lose yourself in the relationship. That the, the, because, the, because the relationship is a part of a relationship is a part of your life. Yeah. It's not your whole life, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why I think it's a bit. It's, it's a it's a bit of a balance, I'd say, right? Yeah. And, um. It's it's not. It 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 looks like a bad thing. And even going back to that example or that uh, influencer's example that we started with, right? Like, she's. I think. And even as in, we both are like independent, very much like feministic, feminist women. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I personally don't think just because, say, like, I'll give you an example. Uh, one of my previous partner, um, he was in the States, studying in the States. I was in, and I'm in Canada. So we're talking about, sometimes we talk about where we'd go, end up with, you know, afterwards, after graduation from undergrad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talk about like, okay, like I'm in Canada and he's in the States. So where would we move or where should we go? Right. Yeah. And, you know, I would say that, well, you know, I think because you're in engineering, you've got opportunities on both sides of the border, really. So it, 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 you have a lot of job opportunities. And I'm also like in the economics background, so I've got opportunities on both sides of the border. But then because we're international students, we have to consider the immigration aspect of it. Where is mm -hmm. it easier for us to make a home? Um, and Canada's relative to US easier. Um, so yeah, so that, was, that would be one thing that we would actually like lean towards. Of course, mm -hmm. we never finalize, but you don't finalize it until you get to that. If you get, unless you get to the, that point in the bridge. But yeah, we talk about it, and because, and so just because if he'd moved to Canada or I moved to the U.S., doesn't mean that we're giving up, right? Yeah, it just means we we're seeing we're kind of like working as a team. It's like right? a decision-making process, essentially, right? Like you're working together to make a decision that's important for your family, because if you're thinking of being a family at that time, right? So, and like, I think we've all seen that throughout our lives with our parents making decisions based on yeah. each other's needs and whatnot, right? And I think it's so sad that as we're talking about your story, about your story with your partner and immigration issues, I'm like, why is us immigrants, like our main concern in life is PR. <laughs> that is what we all have to think about. Yeah. Because it's similar to me. Like, I would say one of the more positive compromises that I've made in my relationship is your that, current. my current relationship is that, um, uh, the person that I'm with, they uh, they want to live in Canada after graduation. And I had always kind of thought that I would move back to Bangladesh after graduation. It was always kind of in my head. But then once I graduated, like because I had I was already in at that point like a four year relationship with this person. So I was thinking like this is definitely something that I see going long term in the future. This is something that makes me happy. Kind of stabilizes my life at the same time. Um, I can see I have I see potential here. So I thought about that and I was like maybe I don't want to go back to Bangladesh at this time and at the same time I was also thinking like it's also smart to get my PR so one driving factor of me staying back after graduation was my relationship and one driving factor was the fact that I need to get my PR as every immigrant's problem in life so you're yeah. not so you're not really like so I guess yeah just even working through your situation here right mm -hmm. you're not really like give yes you're giving up the opportunity to go back home but at the same time you're not staying only for yeah like I've weighed my options and I yeah. see some benefit for myself and for our relationship and, and we decided at the end of the day to go with what was his original intent but somehow it worked out benefit me as well yeah exactly so essentially yeah. you're also like gaining from the scenario right mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So that's, that's that's the way to look at it right but yeah, yeah I, think, I think when you compromise to the point where you're it's always the other person's like you Needs, know the yeah. other person's choice that being uh 
taking we're choosing or needs being met and not yours i think that's when you really need to sit down and this applies for men women both right men, yeah third whatever gender whatever basically right whatever relationship your romantic relationship whoever you're with it's important that whoever you is your partner your voice needs to be equally like there's a 50 percent say yeah and that percentage should never go any yeah, plus minus yeah yeah, yeah and i think and like from what i think about my parents they've it's because we live in a we grew up in a patriarchal society right yeah. so i feel like it was always the like my my dad's needs were always kind of prioritized over my mom's yeah and i've seen that in so many other different south asian families oh yeah and i've even seen that just from watching tv and seeing my other friends who are not south asian their parents relationship it always kind of seemed like the the father's priorities were just a little bit higher than the mother's from what i've seen from previous relationships always not the case in every relationship but that's why i feel like at least nowadays i've seen i've seen guys move for their girlfriend or move for their wife or partner to um to a whole new city because the other person had a better opportunity yeah, because i think like we've kind of level the playing field both are home like breadwinners both are the emotional support for each other both take care of the kids yeah right but so that would rarely happen for a parent generation because you're mm-hmm. right like the man would get more 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 i think just by society say you know the man yeah. more priority but i think yes there are relationships even amongst my friends like high school friends their parents where they have equal say mm-hmm. uh, but yeah like i don't know like i don't know how to put it because i think yeah. there's so much of a negative condition or a compromise yeah it's hard to like say that there is you should be being yeah. some sort of compromise but then some people might just well, some people who are listening to might be like nope like my <laughs> no because bad compromise is bad compromise like like just from personal experience i've had to compromise a lot in previous relationships in terms of emotionally and that's made me feel very like like not happy in the sense that say i one of my partners is a very insecure person so i always felt like i'd have to be kind of putting a lot of my own problems to the side just to not make my partner upset all the time so in a way that's like an emotional compromise right like your emotional needs aren't always met because of how sensitive the other person is so you're trying to be understanding of that person at the same time you've kind of like lost or like kind of soaked up your own problems that you couldn't get out to people. Yeah. So like I think there's negative compromises also. And there's also compromises where you're just like completely not heard as a person. There's yeah. that like don't tolerate that. Nobody tolerate that with no. Your, no. whoever you are in the relationship. Like there's some compromises that are just not good. But I think that word shouldn't be a bad thing. Like I think I think success to a good relationship might just be compromise a little bit here and there. Understanding and compromise. Yeah, no. Yeah. And it, yeah, it goes back to the point we said earlier that a relationship is a part of your life and it adds to your personal growth. Yeah. So any sort of relationship where you are not heard or you're not valued, any sort of compromise where you don't have an equal say, that's not mm. you know, it, it means that the relationship has become such a big part of your life or your life that your needs are not prioritized and the other person's clearly is. Yeah. And it doesn't add to your personal growth. If then if anything is stopping your personal growth because your um uh, your voice is not equal to it, right? So yeah. I think yeah, that that's something that that should be important. And I think compromise is a lot more like valid valid when you talk about marriage. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, I think yeah, coming to I guess marriage, if you look at our generation versus our parents generation and this is where i think this is where i think we'd say more of a cultural aspect comes comes mm-hmm. in because i think um one thing that's very 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 south asian is marriage <laughs> yeah a lot of people who might be listening might have watched the show indian matchmaking on netflix <laughs> what a show yeah if you haven't do take a look did you watch it my I did not. I just stepped on like sh- I can't. I mean, no, it was not a shitty show, but it's just like it's mm-hmm. it's a reality for us. Yeah. I was like, I'm all about the shitty reality shows. So. <laughs> yeah. I am too. Yeah, that's true. It's a bit of a, too much of a reality for us. So like. Yeah, exactly. For me, close to home. <laughs> it's how it's how it's how I'll tell you what. It's how I won't be able to watch a zombie apocalyptic movie anymore because I think of COVID or like you know <laughs> like a disease outbreak. Because I'm like, oh shit, I'm living through that reality. Because I remember a lot of people watch Contagion. Um, sorry. Contagion or something? Yes, Contagion. Yeah. A lot of people watch Contagion in when pen- the pandemic started this early, early this year, and I was like. Nope, not watching it. I'm living through it. I don't oh my god, to- that's the first thing I watched when the quarantine started. 
<laughs> so I was just like, nope. But anyway, yeah, come back to marriage. So I think that something that's very South Asian is arranged marriage. Yeah. Um, how do I put it to people who are not brown who are listening? Okay, it's imagine it's basically a dating app like Tinder or Bumble, yeah. right? But essentially, run by the aunties. Yeah, it's, but instead of a software platform, it's actually your parents who are introducing you to, to the guy or the girl. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think, um, and you know, that's something that South South Asian kids or South Asian people, they can fall back on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because your parents yeah. will find a partner for you. I know, when you're like 40 and single, don't worry, mama's got you. Very <laughs> <laughs> much. Um, yeah, so I think, I think, and it's, it's existed in our, I think, you know, my parents had an arranged marriage, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it's, um, and I've had friends and my, my current friends on high, from high school who've had arranged marriage. So yeah, I think, my sister too, yeah. Um, you know, I can see that like comparison between the two, because for my parents, I remember they, it was very old school. It was like 30 years ago. So they were like, um, uh, I remember I think what my mom said was, I think the my, you know, the parents met because they knew each other, mutual friends or, you know, friends or relatives or whatever. Yeah. And uh, like, and their parents met, their parents found out about each other. And then, you know, my dad and my mom just had like one look. <laughs> very <old. laughs> One look of love? No. Huh? Yeah, one look and yeah, and within a few months they weren't really talking either. Mm-hmm. So they got married and I'm and I'm like, I don't know how to do that because I want to be able to communicate with my yeah. I think it's important. And versus now that I've had like just like last year, one of my close girlfriends got married back home. Um she was at that point in life where she wanted a partner yeah. and uh, so you know she her parents were looking for people or she, I, mean, I mean in our culture the way it works is that when, when girls are of a certain age and when I say certain age I literally mean you turn 21 great <laughs> lesson you married um so by that point so basically so then um you know you start getting proposals as they're called mm-hmm. um and yeah so anyway so my friend last year she um she just was ready and you know her parents were like great great we have a friend's son who is interested in getting married so do you want to get to know him and yeah they spoke for about like three months and then they realized that they i think they're they're what they want from a marriage and what they want in a partner aligned and they liked each other a lot they hit it off and Mm -hmm. three months of knowing and they got married they've been married for like a year about uh just about a year now and yeah so i think that so now it has become arranged love marriage yeah right like, like because, you, you get to spend some time with the person yeah yeah, yeah. Because you actually I've had I've no friends uh who've of course the parents introduced you so it's like literally like imagine the swipe right that you do on the dating app is like mm-hmm. your parents have already so you're swiping <laughs> right in your parents' option and they're, and they're then, no it's they're basically like filtering the criteria also oh. education level age yep. family mm-hmm. uh, word of mouth uh, we know how they are and everything. height skin color everything <laughs> unfortunately yeah but um, but yeah so i think arrangement so it's changed now where I, i've had i've had some friends who've actually dated for like a year year and a half and some friends who actually talked and they realized they just didn't hit it off so mm-hmm. it's not gonna work right, right? so i i think it's changed but i yeah. think you know yeah, I think it's, it's very, this is where I think a cultural aspect comes in because back in our parents' generation, that was not the case, I think, in arranged marriage. Yeah, that show though, Indian Matchmaking, I think they tried really hard to make arranged marriage look very modern. Like they kept talking about how, yeah, times have changed. Now we take into consideration what the guy and the girl want, not just the parents. They made such a bad case though because I think that show really <laughs> revealed the cracks in the arranged marriage system. Right where like none of them ended up together nobody in the show who, oh really yeah like none of them <laughs> like wow. at least at least in love is blind or even like too hot to handle people ended up together but freaking in the arrangement indian matchmaking no one ended up together like that that shows you the faults in the crack right or the cracks in the system but like going back to arranged marriage like my parents they keep saying they were love married but then if you go back to the deep story of it it's like someone a friend introduced them and after they met a couple times, they decided to get married. I'm like, that's not love marriage, mother. Like, <laughs> that's, that just shows you the difference between what maybe we, as we consider love marriage and what our parents consider love marriage. Because right. I also remember this, like, my sister had an arranged marriage. And on a few days before her wedding, my mom asked my sister, do you love him? And I, I looked at my sister and I was like, she has known this guy for like three months. How is she going to love him? Like, she knows that she wants to marry him. And she knows that she's committed to working towards love, working towards a partnership. But how do you ask someone, like, my mom's idea was, like, you should have known right away that you were in love. 
that's not how love works I think like, that, that, that's where it goes right like yeah. our generation thinking process like first hours yeah we're also more um how do you put it we're also more granular now i think our generation is yeah. granular because we care about things like oh like how you are how you communicate how do you like yeah yeah what are your views what are your values exactly we're, we're more granular than even like, like how do you react to things that i do like how do you react to my yeah. anger etc etc yeah, et cetera. yeah. Like, like cares so much about compatibility yeah it? that's the more sorry yeah, that's yeah the like we care a lot about compatibility and like a, so much about knowing what we want right right like i sometimes i feel like we say like oh now i know what we want now I know what I want because I'm older, but do we really know what we want? Like, I don't know. <laughs> because, or do we just think we know what we want? Because you never know until you get into the relationship what you're willing to accept and whatnot, right? But yeah, like going back to arranged marriage, I think it's changed so much now in the sense that there was a time when people just saw each other once and got married, like you said, with your parents. Or to now where like the engagement process now can go on for a year. Yeah. Like yeah. you can get engaged after you say yes to each other and then you have a one-year engagement before the actual marriage, which is like a big deal. It's like dating for a year, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Except there's a ring on your finger. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so I, I, yeah. Think, I think I think that's that's I think marriage is one of the biggest biggest areas in which the two generations have differed a lot. And yeah. How they and but I think the differences in the, the views on relationship is what translates into the marriage, right? In mm-hmm. between generations, so I think it's a, how marriage is done now. Yeah, of those views that are held while you're in a relationship or how you see a relationship. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I mean, um, another thing about relationships, if you compare the two generations, is age difference. Or well, it's the fixation on details of age and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and I think sure. uh, so. I think in back in back in our parents' generation, I think age difference was it was quite common. I'd say. Or like having a larger age gap yeah yeah yeah. I mean, yeah having a certain age gap and even to the point where you think an age gap is absolutely necessary yeah i used to oh, everybody used to say like you need to marry your older men because women are more mature yeah or men need I, to marry someone younger because men are less mature yeah exactly <laughs> but that is but yeah i don't think we like we i don't like i personally or nobody i know really cares so much about age difference Mm-hmm. Well, actually, let me ask you, Maisha, what is the oldest person you date? Well, I mean, my prior experience have been with men my age. Yes, me too. Same. Like, my current partner <laughs> is... <laughs> They're my classmates or friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, my current partner <laughs> is two years younger than me. Yeah, That's literally younger. nothing. Younger, yes. <laughs> but see, back home, back in, in South Asia, <coughs> age difference. Like, I remember one of my girlfriends her partner was a year younger and that was an issue initially like, yeah initially my sister was also like why would you date someone younger like that's so like no one's gonna accept that blah 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 but it's like now nobody cares <laughs> and it's two years like you think about like people now who are like 10 years age difference and they're working out fine right mm-hmm. but i think uh you know but i think it depends at what yeah point of your life you get into a relationship where there's such a big age difference because mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, I feel like if you've had, if you're experienced in relationships or you've had a past relationship that makes you more, I think, yes, emotionally matured, mm-hmm. that maybe it align, maybe you're okay, maybe you feel okay being in a relationship with someone older, like 10 years, 15 years, yeah, right? And, um, or, I mean, there are people who are, I mean, so many Hollywood celebrities, right? 25 versus like 75 years old and whatnot. Um, <laughs> Um, and yeah, it works for them, right? But uh, but I think if you're like 18 and you're marrying someone who's like 10, 12 years, I mean, yeah. recently there and I watched the latest season of The Crown. <laughs> you guys should watch it. It's an amazing show. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, so there, Princess Diana, she was like, what, 18 or 19, marrying yeah. 11, 12 years old. I actually did not know that. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Right? And this girl. This child. Yeah, exactly. And she had never had a she never had a boyfriend. Yeah, just conversion. Versus a guy who was in who's basically in a committed relationship with someone, and mm-hmm. who already apparently is mature, more mature than his age. So basically, you have an actual age difference. Plus, you factor in the, uh, uh, you factor in, you take into account that he's more emotional, more emotionally mature than his own age. So it's a massive gap, and we clearly know how that marriage ended. Not well, not good. <laughs> Poor Diana. Yeah. Uh, so I think yeah. So I think. 
age difference is something that even in relationships people have and people some people prefer that actually I, some people mm-hmm. like dating someone older or younger and that's okay and you know it goes to emotional maturity i would say yeah you feel you're ready or where you feel where mentality aligns sort of mm-hmm. um yeah but i think at the end of the day i think back back in our parents generation um it was a preference to that always the male had to be older yeah yeah it and was like much, much older, older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. At least, like, I remember someone, auntie, back in, like, whatever, told me, like, five years is a good age gap. And I'm like, how do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> tried and tested auntie method. <laughs> and I'm said, no, that's the thing. These aunties haven't tried. They had, themselves haven't really tried and tested because they haven't really, like, dated as much. Or, that's true. That's and, I'm, true. and I'm not saying that you have to date as much. But I'm saying that how do you know there's, because relationship and personal is so personal and so subjective that yeah. some people uh, dating someone or marrying someone the same age might work. There's, then there's Priyanka Chopra Jonas who married some guy 10 years younger than her and that works for her. Mm-hmm. And there's, I'm trying to think about like, I think Michael Douglas, who's like- Yeah, and then, uh, I don't know, do you know who Florence Pugh is? Oh, who's that? She's, she was in Little Woman and she was in oh, uh, Midsummer. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Florence Pugh and she's dating Zach Braff and Zach Braff is so much older than her. And she got a lot of shit on Instagram because she posted a photo with him. And like yeah. a lot of people were like, why would you date this guy? He's so much older than you, blah, blah. And she actually put out a statement saying, like, it's none of your business, blah, blah, blah. Like, this is who I love. And that's the thing. Like, and going back to what you were saying before, like, if you're two adults who have certain experience with relationship or certain experience with life, like, you've been living the adult life. Like, Florence, she's young, but she's been living as an adult. She's been acting and earning money by herself since yeah. she was younger. So she is seeing herself as someone who's already been an adult and in the working field for years. So she's dating her contemporary the way that she sees it, right? She's dating another person who's in the same career as her who also has a lot of experience. So for her, it's not like I'm dating someone so much older than me. It's she's dating her equal or her contemporary, right? In her eyes, even though he's so much older than her. Same thing in Bollywood with like Saif, Saif Ali Khan and Karen Kapoor, right? Like huge age difference, but she was already an established working actress. And when she, she was that, dating him. She wasn't, I think prior to that, she was in a long-term relationship. So she mm-hmm. had that experience or maybe she was ready to date someone more matured, right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like when you look at Hollywood celebrities, like even, I mean, we're talking about straight couples, but then there's uh, Sarah Paulson who's dating Colin Taylor. Oh, yeah. Right? She's like, I remember because that was another thing that came up because I think even was, it, she, Sarah Paulson was on Ellen and she, Ellen brought it up because Sarah Paulson's, partner is like in late 70s and Sarah Paulson's mm-hmm. like 40 or whatever and it always comes up because they it's a huge age difference and that's yeah awesome. it is yeah but however you click with the person right so but that's the thing it's like now it's now it's not kind of like and this is again maybe it's, it's more of a cultural thing where in South Asia in our part of the world it's like oh an age difference was preferred and now you're realizing well no because mm-hmm. you can have someone who's older than you or, or a woman can have someone who's older than her but it might not be successful the relationship or the marriage right exactly so, yeah, the, yeah. So there's no like formula that you know age difference or doing this many compromises or doing this or that because relationship and marriage is so personal your preference and you change I, I like I feel like I was different in yeah. my relationship versus and and because you learn so much I'm different as a person now than what I was back then so you learn so much and you change so much so 100% it, yeah. yeah yeah and I think that's what I like about our generation is that we care a little bit less I would say I know there's a lot who still care but I think we care a little bit less about these things like uh, whether or not the age difference is correct or whether or not um, the career is the same path or whether or not yeah so many the things man has to be a bre- breadwinner and or the man exactly the woman shouldn't be earning more mm-hmm. you know, those things were more I think had more like ooh, like you know uh, back I, I, I want to say this is maybe specific to South Asian culture, but I think it's also very a- Asian in general, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, like, oh, it's a patriarchal society, so the man has to be the breadwinner. Yeah. Um, or even that you have to be in a relationship, like a monogamous relationship, or you have to be in a whatever, right? Like, yeah. you can have that choice that you both know that you would be happier with yeah. in a polyamorous relationship or in an open relationship, right? Like, as yeah. long as you've come to that decision, like, that open communication is important, which at least in a, a lot of my parents' generation, I don't see that. Yeah communication going on that open communication 
it's kind of more like let's not do anything to mess up the relationship let's not say yeah. unnecessary things let's not stir up unnecessary fights etc mm. etc et yeah so i think there's, there's there's a huge difference between the way relationships have developed yeah. especially like marriages i think it's yeah. it's definitely more of a partnership now i don't know where i was reading but somebody was complaining that nowadays um I don't know if I was reading or if I was talking to someone, but someone was complaining about how nowadays we call our boyfriends or husbands or whatever, or wives, partner, as opposed to my wife, my husband, my boyfriend, my girlfriend. They're like, why would you do that? It's not like it's a contractual relationship. Why do you call each other partners? I'm like, it's because it's not just like, this is a title to the person. Like this person is my partner in life. Yeah. 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 Like we are doing this together. Right. And some people don't even want to get married, right? They don't need exactly, yeah. The basic common law, yeah. And in Canada, there's actually a legal term for it called common law, where <laughs> you can be long-term partners without, and you know, you can basically get a lot of the benefits of being a married couple, but without actually having been having been married. So that choice, I think, is more accepted and or more out in the open now than it was mm-hmm. in our generation. And definitely, that choice is more north american or western yeah an idea because in south asia you can't live your whole life with a partner being unmarried in a house yeah and i think like uh, marriage had a more religious connotation back then because essentially every in every religion marriage is it is part of the religion it's written in the books right so that's why you had to be like in a church in a temple in a mosque you had to get the ceremony done but for people who are not religious it doesn't make sense for them to be like let's get married to make this an official religious thing. Let's just be partners, live together and get the government state benefits that you get from being yeah. in yeah. a union together. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think, so I think, yeah. Acceptance seems to be the biggest difference really between back then and now. Even then acceptance isn't always there. <laughs> yeah, and but I think for me more so, I think more, more than acceptance is, is that you can be more out because you can be more out in the open. You might not be necessarily accepted yeah yeah that's a good point because you know for example uh someone who's not married people might not look at them like okay like you might not agree to it or whatever but yeah you're still being able to out uh, come out with your option yeah or live with your option right and uh, that i guess yeah like because back in our past generation i don't think it was even a part of the conversation now it is right yeah um, i think people are so much more aware about the existence of these relationships which empowers people to make these choices um let it be you know any straight couples uh, lgbtq couples anyone really right so sort of like the fact that you can live with that choice and in a way yeah i guess you see others and that makes you feel like oh my choice is valid too right even mm. though it might not align with yours so i think the fact that you can exist to me it feels like that's the biggest difference that now people know more there's social mm-hmm. media there's so many things right there's the idea that okay why not try this or let's keep our let's think about this right we can have we might not be able to accept it we might not be able to agree with it but we can coexist yeah and i think another thing with uh the difference between the relationships from then and now which is another thing that you, like kind of falls along with what you were saying that something you can now openly say is that you don't have you don't want to have children right right yeah because like you can like, some people might judge you and be like why wouldn't you want to have a child but you can at least say that openly now that you don't want to have children and it's like yeah okay cool yeah, yeah. i mean women always get judged for that because oh yeah right it's like or they're told like that's what you're saying now but when your motherly senses start ticking like or or yeah. it's like you're not being a if you're not a woman without having children yeah yeah of course but that's different. a different situation but yeah exactly now it's like you can as a couple not just as a woman as a couple also Mm-hmm. not having children because you don't want to right so it's, it's about choices really so i think yeah there's just a lot more choices a lot more um avenues to explore your choices um and uh, a lot more i think uh, value in what you feel and mm-hmm. what you what you want to be or who you want to be with yeah um, so i think that has because be, before in our parents generation i think that was not the case um the choice of who who you partner with or you know like dating more than one person maybe not uh right date maybe um, polyamory was not an option a open relationship mm-hmm. was not consideration and at the end of the day there's there's no right or wrong in this of course wrong is if you cheat on a person yeah. but, you know things like polyamory or open relation to each their own but yeah but now that's not cheating that's a decided upon thing yeah, so, exactly. yeah. Mm-hmm. um 
so yeah I think I think there are a lot of difference and I think in our episode today we sort of wanted to sort of yeah talk about something that you might not think about right but yeah our our generation has really evolved a lot more in romantic relationships mm-hmm. and um, yeah I think I think I think that just goes to show that I think yeah we're, we're more emotionally I want to say developed when it comes to romantic relationships maybe because and because that's the thing when you said open communication that's something we value more now maybe mm-hmm. it was not valued more before right so yeah. yeah especially in the south asian household which is obviously where we have most of our ex- experience in seeing right like it might be completely different for someone who grew up canadian like who probably saw much more open relationship with their parents but yeah, yeah. yeah. south asian relationships are complex man <laughs> pretty complex <laughs> So, Maisha, do you think you would get an arranged marriage? Oh, <laughs> I mean, never say never. Yeah. But I, don't know. I don't know. I mean, um, someone comes and tells me I want to get married to you right now. I'd be like, whoa, okay, slow down. <laughs> Let's get to know each other. Mm-hmm. Take some time, maybe a year, two. Then. Did, you, did, you watch, uh, did you watch Never Have I Ever? No, I haven't watched that either. <laughs> so there was um in, in Never Have I Ever, she's this girl, she she likes uh she has a boyfriend who's Asian or who's I think either Korean or Chinese, I don't know. But then she her parents are also showing her Indian guys and she obviously doesn't want to do that. She wants to be with her boyfriend. And then like a really good looking brown guy who's also successful shows up at her door and she dishes her boyfriend for this guy. <laughs> what? She does. And I'm like, it's actually true. I have seen that happen in relationships with uh people that I know who have gotten married okay. to ditch their boyfriend to marry the perfect person their parents found. But I was like, that makes us look bad. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. it does happen. It does happen. It does. For sure. does. So and would you do that if your parents found you a nice, good looking, like successful guy, would you consider getting to know him? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I'm not going to mm-hmm. discuss you just disregard yeah. you just because my parents found you. But uh, I would say yes to dating not to marry exactly. <laughs> I think that's where I think some people's expectations don't like you wouldn't mind. just be getting you wouldn't just be dreaming about your lingo already and like oh hell to the no <laughs> I'll be dreaming about us going on a maybe a trip a trip a week, weekend trip mm-hmm. how about how oh. do we get known for that yeah um, rather than yeah I think that's a big difference I feel it's gonna be temporary for one day mm-hmm. the rest of it is gonna be marriage or relationship or whatever basically I have to put up with you so I need to know whether I have the patience that's a, good, that's, a good, that's a good way to put it. I have, you have to put up with this person for the rest of your life and you need to get to know their yeah. good and bad and everything. So I think that's actually a big difference between back then and now. Like even when arranged marriages have come to the point where you get to know the other person, it's like as soon as your parents set you up and you're like, okay, I'm down to talk to him a little bit more. It's like you're straight into, mm-hmm. okay, I know I'm getting married to this guy so I'm going to get to know him. Yeah, rather than like let me see if I like him and then we'll yeah. discuss it. Exactly. Now marriage. it's like I mean, yeah. There are people. Yeah. Even I don't now, know why I came back to range marriage, but <laughs> but I think I mean, yeah. I mean, we're almost at the end of our episode, but yeah. I think it's a good point we brought up because even now there are people I know who've actually like explicitly like you know their parents found someone and it was specifically like okay we're gonna get married like that's the goal that they saw it with mm-hmm. and uh, but then there are people who say like okay introduce us and we'll see where it goes right yeah so it varies but that's the thing now it's just not the first case it's also the second case where we'll, we'll get to know each other and see where it goes mm-hmm. sort of situation so yeah there's there's more um there's more you can see and that's yeah. there's more that coexist so i think there's there's a lot of difference between the two generations of course i think that's another generational difference right which even i think our parents try to I, and I think kudos to a lot of parents who mm-hmm. do try to understand their kids' choice, yeah. um, kids' idea of romantic relationship, um, how they see compromise or how they see different aspects of relationship. I think a lot of, and I think kudos to those parents because they were raised or and then they lived through a completely different experience. Mm-hmm. With, and they might not be able to relate as much to their children's experience, but the fact that you're able to empathize and tr- make that effort to try to understand, I think that's that's worth mentioning. For sure, yeah. Right? Yeah, and I think arranged marriage would do really great for people who are already in their like mid to late 20s. Because I mean, I mean, there are people like we're less real. There are people in the 30s, 40s, 50s who even get arranged. Exactly. Yeah. Like I think that that's the perfect time if you want to get into arranged marriage to go for it because you've developed as a person, as an adult, right? And like that's the same thing with dating in your 20s or dating in your mid to late 20s. You yeah. know what you want. 
so it's and easier that, and, and, it's and, easier for you to know what if that person's going to fulfill your future needs yeah, and whether you should pursue this any further even though i do know people who got arranged marriage even in early 20s but it's like that's the thing if you're ready to get married mm-hmm. then it's it's a great option i think if you're exactly like you know married, that i'm doing this for marriage not to meet people exactly yeah. exactly exactly mm-hmm. but i think you're not gonna get married and if you want to get to know someone you need to make that ex- like, like expectations should be cleared right yeah that's another thing sorry i'm just remembering expectations is one more thing that i think is talked about more now than in a previous situation because now we kind of like make it clear that's where open communication adds up to that you talk about what you're expecting and see mm-hmm. i personally one of the things i like why i like open communication is because i think it's important so expectations are you know outlined or and they can be managed right mm-hmm. and manage meaning that compromise is a part of that because i don't want to be with someone who expects something and then i expect something completely different and we didn't know about it and we mm. keep going on this path and it turns out oh shit we had completely different expectation could be about something as small as oh like how going on a trip and then you found out later oh okay you thought this or i thought that like yeah 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 exactly like little things like i don't like going to this type of area or even i was thinking sex right like mm. a lot of people in our in our pre, in in at least in parents relationship they don't even talk about sex much right, right? right. not that i know i don't know what my parents talk about or talk about <laughs> but <laughs> but i think i used to work in a school <laughs> yeah i used to work in a school when i was in bangladesh and a lot of the teachers were in their early 30s mm-hmm. and they would have like during lunchtime they'd have conversations about like how many times they've had sex with their husbands they've been married for like what at least six right. seven, nine ten years um and they've had sex only to conceive their child and i'm like huh at that point i was already like in relationship and like yeah. whatever doing things so i was like how do you not have any physical intimacy other than to have a child right <laughs> so i think sex is important it's definitely not 100% the most important thing but i don't think people back then realized the importance they probably realized the importance of sex but they probably didn't give it as much importance that they didn't yeah. going into a relationship they didn't think about their sexual compatibility with the person yeah and and yeah. Whereas now I think it's it's important. It's a requirement. Yeah, it's an important part of <laughs> like relationship for people. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think here's another thing, right? I think people also feel more um, liberated and feel like that's an option. Like, okay, if I just want to enjoy sex, or you know, and and that's 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 more okay, mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, who? those those dynamic was not very common back in our parents yeah. generation and once again we're saying this from a very south asian perspective i'd say uh, could, could be could have been actually and i think it was different for western culture it was entirely yeah. different because they had their they did they they did they had their sexual awakening like yeah. way longer before exactly <laughs> um but it was not the case in our culture and i think no. that's something that you know for south asian millennials and gen z's is they're realizing that sex is an important part of your relationship it's not the whole relationship but it's an important part of your relationship it's something that's worth enjoying it's not just to have kids yeah and really um, that can be worked on if it's lacking yeah yeah and and, and, and just going to the next person another thing is I, and i do think that this is important but in our generation when they talk about having sex in relationship and marriage i think it's I would like to believe because I think that's what I'm understanding that you know uh, a woman's satisfaction is equally valued. Mm, yeah. Because I um did you watch that show on Netflix Lost Stories? Yeah. Right? So I think one of one of the stories that they show is about a it's about an Indian man. And it's an Indian show uh, to our listeners. Uh, it's an Indian show and in that episode they were showing how uh, an Indian man arranged marriage he married this woman beautiful she's beautiful and then she you know um th- this woman she's a teacher in a school so her colleague who was very sexually liberated and she mm-hmm. her colleague masturbates and everything she talks about the importance of orgasms and then so the teacher finally has sex when, on the night of their wedding um she's never had sex before and then she realizes that her husband i think came <laughs> about like 5 seconds but she didn't even close to finish it's just 5 seconds and then it became a pattern where you know she mm. um she never really finished really yeah and i think at the end of it it's kind of funny but she ended up like kind of like orgasming or masturbating in front of her in-laws anyway you guys got to yeah, see yeah. 
the point is, and she later said to her, her husband, because her mother-in-law was very mad about that, but she told her husband that I'm sorry about where, about where it happened because that's not what I meant or intended, but I'm not sorry that it happened. And that was important because I think in our generation, it's, understand, it's more understood that, okay, sex is not only about the guy, you know, finishing. Yeah. It's also about the woman or guest. Exactly. Right? Whereas I think in a pet generation, I don't think that existed. Yeah, I think, I think it was kind of like it's for women, it was just to give birth, right? Yeah. So just to, not to give birth, but just to get pregnant, right? Yeah. So yeah. They didn't care as much about, they didn't want to be as sexually liberated. They didn't care as much about orgasm. Yeah. yeah. And even now it's like, you know, like there are so many, sex is not just penetrative sex. You have foreplay and so many other things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And peas and whatever, right? I think in our parent generation, I think it was very much like, let's have penetrative sex then we'll get pregnant, then we're done. <laughs> Love the way you explain that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that's a huge difference in how sex is viewed in, the re- in, in a relationship, right? And, mm-hmm. and, I, and, I, and, I, and I like that in our, in our, in our generation, it's, it's an important aspect of our relationship yeah. that needs to be enjoyed by both parties of a relationship. Agreed. Look at us. <laughs> Growing in relationships. Imagine like this conversation, someone 30 years from now, they're like, bringing out our flaws in relationships yeah, like, or like our generation <laughs> what would it be what would it be i, I don't know that we like, give up too easily that's a, that's the number one complaint that older generations say about us like our patience is less that our patience is less we they compromise don't compromise as much yeah yeah and that we give up a lot if, if we don't get what we want we give up and go to find someone else who Ooh. will give it to us i don't know not mean about you know what I mean, that's a product if, if, if somebody does say that that's a product of i think online app dating like online apps existing mm-hmm. because i've seen so many people they go through these apps like it's like like and they go through the people on the app as if it's like it's just ridiculous because i'm like first of all yeah. it's so much effort like i mean yes they're coming back yeah, to yeah. The point you give up no but like it's, it is effort but i'm like some people just go through it so quickly or so many days and stuff you know and it's mm-hmm. like I don't know. It's, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't know. I have no experience on dating <laughs> or even like routine dating in general, but um, yeah, like, um, cause with apps, right. It's kind of like, it's kind of like you're just filtering through what you like. I don't, I don't really know how apps work, but like, can you, in the beginning you filter out your likes and hobbies and stuff. Do you do that? Is that what you do? Or is that not what you do? No, no. Or is that more like a dating website? I think that would be like a dating website. Okay. Or like like shadi.com or something. <laughs> matrimonial website okay, okay, you know, those are very much more granular mm-hmm. this is not as much really you're just yeah. like reading your information you know about your likes and dislikes but i think in general like now because we know so much about what we want and as as women have equal needs as men it's like we have like a checklist that we have to hit off all the time and the truth of the matter is that we don't always like a person's not going to be there checks off all the boxes so I think right. like our generation has a tendency to be like, if this person doesn't check this box, we move on to the next, right? I mean, there's some things that we obviously yeah, have. Yeah, that's, that's actually not. true. That's how I've seen like a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know if the newer generations are going to get any better than us at this, I mean, but <laughs> potentially like, like, they might have perfected like, relationships in 20 years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but that's that's a valid point, actually. Like when, mm-hmm. you, any, when you look at it like that, like when you say it like that, that checklist point, it just sounds very mechanical, to be honest. Yeah. Because I... I still think like if you if you see it that way, you might as well it might as well be an arranged marriage for someone who swipes on an app thinking like, oh, this person doesn't have this or this person doesn't have that, swipe left or whatever, right? Yeah. Then it's the concept of what South Asian arranged marriage is, right? You have a set mm-hmm. list of like these things you want in your son or daughter's partner and you look explicitly for that on the matrimonial website, right? And that's why that's why it's so similar in a way, actually arranged marriage. Yeah. <laughs> dating apps are so similar. But I think yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I think a lot of people do that and that could be the next generation could actually look at it like, oh my God, like you are so picky or yeah. so cynical. Yeah, because, you know, each generation like gets better at certain things. Like there's less yeah. alcoholics in like yeah. the newer generations than there was back then because back then people just love their alcohol. And yeah. like, so like maybe they're going to be like these people never committed. So we're going to be like more committed people. Yeah, people are getting married younger these days, but who knows? um before we go off on too much of a tangent (laughs) yeah so i would say it's covid season so we're in hard difficult times so you know guys try to date people try to see people safely because you still need to have interaction i hope your dating lives are all doing great 
but yeah, you sound like a dating, dating, <laughs> dating auntie here because I don't know what is dating. I am auntie actually, but uh, <laughs> so out of touch. No, I, th- I think at the end of the day, in our, I, I think yeah, like today, you know, we just wanted to talk about like relationships and the differences, yeah. and we, I think we've talked about a lot of cultural differences too, which to a lot of non non South Asian listeners, they might not have been aware about, and I really hope we kind of clarified how arranged marriage looks like to you guys or how you understand it because I think some people had a really really backdated not backdated they had the understanding of what how it worked in our parents generation mm-hmm. whereas now it's very much changed um yeah. so yes I think that we we kind of brought the cultural lens we when we talked about um you know relationships and marriage and dating in our um episode today and yeah like the objective was to sort of see and I, and I think Dara and I were talking through we kind of came up with a lot of points that you know we did because today when we were when we were prepping for our, this episode we actually didn't like do a lot of prep because it's so I think conversational yeah. that we just wanted to touch some common topics that came to our head but as we were going through the episode a lot more new stuff came in and uh, I'm glad it did because I think um I hope that people who are listening, they kind of listen to us and think about it that, okay, like whichever culture you're from, right? Like think about it, like how your parents' generation versus your, your generation's dating, how do you think it's changed? Like, yeah, I mean, it's something worth thinking about because I think oh, there's a lot that's worth mentioning. So then that's all we have for today. We just wanted to take a break from the serious heavy topics that we usually talk about. So yeah, have a good day, guys. Bye-bye.